You know, keeping up with Star Wars at this point is a bit like checking up on an ex-partner after a particularly messy breakup. Well, the one that survived anyway. You're vaguely curious about what they're up to these days, but there's no real emotional investment there anymore. Which is just as well, really, because if I still genuinely cared about this franchise, I'd probably have found even more reasons to stir Jack Daniels into my cornflakes at 3am. And I've got more than enough already. Believe that! In reality though, seeing what Star Wars has become now, and more importantly what lies in store for it, it's a bit like checking up on that once beloved ex-girlfriend and realising that she's gained 50 pounds and now works part time in a call centre. Recent weeks have seen a flurry of new movie announcements, most of which seem to have inspired tepid enthusiasm at best and outright mockery at worst. I mean, if Lucasfilm were to be believed, then James Mangold, Dave Filoni, Taika Waititi, Sean Levy, Ryan Johnson, Charmin Obeyed Shinoi, John Favreau, Hulk Hogan, Bob the Builder and Mr Blobby are all currently developing Star Wars movie projects. And that's not even counting all the TV shows that are on the way, like Skeleton Crew, The Acolyte, The Bad Batch Season 3, Star Wars Tales of the Jedi, Andor Season 2, Ahsoka Season 2. Damn man, they just can't produce enough content to keep up with fan demand these days. If I was an investor, I'd be very happy about the money I'd pumped into Disney stock, and I'd probably be looking to buy even more in the near future. Truly, the future is bright for Star Wars, right? No! Now, call me a cynical man if you will, many have in fact, but this inexplicable rush of movie announcements doesn't exactly ring true for me, and I suspect most people with memories that extend further back than what they had for breakfast this morning. Because let's be honest with ourselves here, Lucasfilm have an interesting habit of announcing major Star Wars projects to great fanfare whenever Disney has a major earnings report coming up, and then quietly cancelling them once the fuss has died down. Like, who else remembers Rangers of the New Republic before they decided to fire one of the only legitimately popular female characters in modern Star Wars. Rogue Squadron, before Patty Jenkins released Wonder Woman 1984 and promptly nuked her entire career. The Obi-Wan Kenobi trilogy, before they repackaged it into a shitty low-budget TV show. The Boba Fett movie, before they repackaged that into an even shittier, lower-budget TV show. David Lindelof's standalone Star Wars film, before he released one of the most obnoxiously terrible TV shows of 2019. Benioff and Weiss's standalone Star Wars film, before the anger-fucked Game of Thrones to get to Star Wars even faster, only to lose out on both. <laughs> nice one, boys. Kevin Feige's Star Wars film, before he drove the MCU off a cliff and had to spend all of his spare time desperately trying to fix his own mess. Ryan Johnson's trilogy, which never got beyond the concept stage and was only a viable prospect until the day TLJ released. Zack Snyder's Star Wars film, before everyone realised he was a one-trick pony who hasn't made a good movie in 15 years. Basically what I'm saying here is that Luke film really have become the studio that cried wolf, and the result is that I trust their announcements of new projects about as much as I trust Chris Stuckman to deliver honest, passionate and insightful movie reviews. And the thing is, even if through some act of dark Lovecraftian magic everything that they've announced ends up coming to pass, it wouldn't really matter because nobody gives a fuck about the things they're trying to make in the first place. Tell me, are you excited for another movie about one of the least popular, least developed and least interesting Mary Sue 
fantasy figures in Star Wars history, directed by a feminist activist documentary maker with zero experience of Star Wars or even feature films in general. I mean, check out the absolutely wild crowd reaction when Daisy Ridley took the stage at Star Wars Commiseration last year. If the most hardcore of hardcore Star Wars fanboys can't even muster up a proper round of applause, what do you imagine that regular human beings think about this? Or how about The Acolyte, a female-centric, fully inclusive and diversity-approved TV show that nobody actually seems to know anything about because the only conversations happening about it revolve entirely around how female-centric, inclusive and diverse it is. Yes, yes. <laughs> Made by Harvey Weinstein's former assistant, who spends more time talking about her gender and sexual preferences than she ever has about Star Wars, and who left the project before it was even finished. Ah, remember when geek culture was reserved for actual geeks who cared about the subject matter instead of political activists and clout-chasing opportunistic tourists? That was nice, I liked that. Or how about The Blandalorian and Grongu Movie, a big screen adaptation of a TV show that started out with a cool self-contained little premise, making very effective use of the principle that you can't do much wrong if you don't do anything at all, only for the studio to realise that they finally had something that could sell merchandise and proceed to sink their claws in and milk it harder than Jake Skywalker with a green alien sea cow ball sack. Yeah! What started out as a serious and grounded show ballooned into a ridiculous parody of itself, complete with goofy humour, baffling celebrity cameos, grandiose plot lines that the show was never intended for, and of course, the obligatory bait and switch in favour of a strong empowered female character who turns out to be the real driving force behind the narrative. Because why mess with a winning formula, eh, Lucasfilm? In this matter at least you manage to be amazingly consistent. You know, the big problem Disney Star Wars has now, and the one it was always going to run into eventually, is that it's more or less burned through its stockpile of legacy characters, actors and iconography, which is really the only thing that's kept it running for the past 10 years. Nostalgia baiting. The problem is that they fail to replenish it with good ideas of their own that can eventually be milked for nostalgia in future decades because nobody in their right mind is going to look back fondly on Kylo Ren or Snoke or Rose Tico. Luke, Han and Leia are gone now. Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin have been squandered with terrible TV appearances that did nothing but tarnish their characters and legacy. The cast of Rebels, which I'm reliably informed was a much-beloved animated show, were turned into lifeless, emotionless, joyless robots in Ahsoka, a show that earned even lower ratings than Andor. Jesus, even Boba Fett was pointlessly resurrected because the character still had a tiny shred of fan loyalty attached to him. You soon fixed that one though, lads. <laughs> well done. The point here is that they've used up basically all of the fan goodwill that once existed, mined out every piece of creative energy and originality left in Star Wars, and because they can't make anything interesting or compelling on their own, all that's left is a hollowed out shell of derivative characters and pale, shallow imitations of things that have already been done far better. For example, the idea of an older and wiser Rey passing on her hard-won wisdom and insight to the next generation of Jedi, bridging the gap between past and future, and allowing Star Wars to finally progress beyond the Skywalker saga 
is a neat little idea that might have worked well if she actually had anything meaningful to teach them, or if anyone gave a shit about her. But neither of those things are true, because the writers went out of their way to make her so powerful, so unstoppable, so devoid of weaknesses or flaws or personality of any kind, that they made her completely inaccessible to everyone. The result? Nobody cares about Rey's character because you made sure she never got one. It's a similar problem with the Mandalorian. Nobody's interested in him now because you made him a passenger in his own fucking show, because you just couldn't pass up the chance to crowbar in yet another strong female leads. And Jesus, nobody in their right mind is ever going to care about the Acolyte, because based on everything that you've said about it, it's less of a Star Wars story and more of a month-long DEI seminar. But drinker, you mercurial masticator of media mediocrity, I hear you say? What's the solution to this dilemma then? Don't just give us complaints and vitriol, tell us how we can fix Star Wars. Well, dear viewer, this is where you need to strap on your big boy pants and accept the unpleasant truth that Star Wars is in a deep, dark hole right now, and trying to dig your way out is only going to make the problem worse. Instead, what the franchise needs first and foremost is time. Time to heal the rifts in the fan base. Time to move on from the disasters and mistakes of the sequel trilogy. Time for the anticipation to build for new stories and new adventures. And most importantly of all, time to clean fucking house at Lucasfilm. Whatever perspective you care to look at it from, the reality is that the people working on Star Wars now are simply not qualified for the job, either because they lack the experience, the talent, the leadership, or the creative vision to make this franchise work. And yes, a good chunk of them are far more interested in scoring political points than telling anything even resembling a good story. All of those people have got to go, and they need to be replaced by capable, passionate, experienced storytellers who are able to keep their hang-ups and activism and personal politics out of their work. Once you've found those people, assuming they even fucking exist in Hollywood these days, then they're going to need several years to plan and develop and refine a brand new story with a strong, fleshed-out overarching narrative, well-rounded characters with actual arcs and personalities, and a focused sense of creative purpose. No more random projects popping up here, there and everywhere because someone happens to be popular that day or pitched a neat idea in an elevator. No more pretentious filmmakers going into business for themselves and screwing over everyone else. No more cheap, rushed TV shows trying to milk fan nostalgia or capitalise on current thing. And for fuck's sake, no more Baby Yoda. Only when the right people, the right story and the right plan to bring all of these things together is in place do you then move forward with new Star Wars projects. You treat the franchise with the respect and care that it actually deserves, and you work your arse off to restore faith in the brand, even if it means sacrificing short-term gains, because the long-term success will more than balance it out. Do this, and you might, and I emphasise the word might, save Star Wars. Do it not, and well, you have already seen where it leads. Yes, yes. <laughs> Anyway, that's all I've got for today. Go away now.